Are we still walking with Elias? And is Dan Vladar potentially on the go? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me today as we are here to talk about Elias Lindholm, Dan Vladar, and Nikita Zadorov, and Michael Backlund. There is just a theme here, and that is uh, four of the six pending UFAs, and we, we just got to talk about it all today. There is a lot to cover, but... Before we dive into that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, some, I don't even want to call it clarity, in the Elias Lindholm situation because it's not getting any clearer. It's just kind of getting more murky. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the latest update in goalie world, in the goalie market, because it looks like Colorado might have an opening. And we're going to wrap up the show with some backland talk and Nikita Zadorov, I guess, not being offered a contract. But we just, just join me for the ride. Let's hang out. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts because uh, you like the show. But also we're going back to daily shows next week to kick off NHL season. And I couldn't be more excited to be here with you. So let's let's dive right into it. It's been a time this summer for Elias Lindholm storyline. It's um, if you are new here, let, let's recap first. This is actually a great callback to yesterday's episode when it comes to media literacy. Who are the two sources in this story? Julian McKenzie and Chris Johnston. Both of them are credible and reputable and trusted voices, not only in hockey, but in Calgary as well. And we we are going to talk about it because it's just, there is so much happening, but at the same time, like there's not. So let's recap. He wanted a long-term deal. Flames supposedly offered him one and a good chunk of change. Things kind of ramped up during the month of June and then nothing happened. I think a lot of us were kind of waiting and we figured one thing or another was going to be coming. And that's, I mean, that's okay. That's the nature of the business, right? Like, if it's not one thing, it's going to be the other. And it's just still the waiting game. Please gag me with a spoon at this point. Like, I don't know how many times, you know, Flames, content creators, fans, anyone that has talked about this story can say there is no good situation. Like, there's no real good outcome here for the Flames. And I think Elias Lindholm is fully aware of that. So on the show today, uh, Chris Johnson and Julian McKenzie talked about, you know, Lindholm's answer and how he answered uh, the question yesterday. 
he said, I've been pretty clear. I'm willing to stay. We've got to work it. We've got to work it out right now. I'm focusing on the season and the rest will take care of itself. That's a fine quote. There's really not much to read into. Um, People are saying willing versus wanting. Yes, but also these are NHL athletes, not linguistic specialists. So Julian McKenzie said, I loved how short and punchy he was. He knows what he wants. This is a guy that knows what he wants to me. He wants his money. He wants to get paid. The Flames are the only team that can pay him the max contract and give him all that money. I felt his approach on Wednesday was purposeful. To me, this is a guy that has made his demands known, and he is firmly putting his foot down, and it's up to the Flames to do something about it. I am all for employees taking charge and showing showing the man who's boss, right? You know, really sticking it to him. Chris Johnson says that uh, I saw frustration there for all the reasons you're saying. I do believe he wants to stay in Calgary. He was made, he has made that known for months now. There was a period of time at the end of June into early July where there was some back and forth between the Flames and his camp. Things were heating up and it looked like there was progress towards something that could be a deal. My understanding is there's been no talk, almost no talk over the summer, maybe even no talk, (laughs) but like certainly no negotiations have happened since then. So you can understand why that might be difficult for him. I mean, what do you say at that point? You say you want to stay, you guys are exchanging some numbers, and then it goes quiet for a period of time. There's still a ton of times to get still a ton of time to get things done. I uh, kind of just paraphrasing here now. They're dealing with a lot of different players and what things are going to look like, and everyone's kind of operating through a different lens, and different players have different priorities. And at some point here, the Flames are going to have to make a push to sign him or decide not to. But everything just kind of seems lingering to me. If you're probably in Lindholm's shoes, you're entering that interview like you want to get something done, but it feels like the other side, for whatever reason, hasn't made as big of a push to do so. Like, what do you say? Those are both, I would say, you know, fair answers. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell them that they're wrong for having those opinions. They're the ones getting paid by like the athletic and all these big networks to talk (laughs) and they're the insiders. So, you know, I think that this is really not good. I said it before about uh, Backland, but that situation has the absolute potential to end like the Sam Bennett trade situation. Not good at all. And I'm, I'm interested (laughs) in why the Flames haven't done any negotiating or it, I mean, it sounds like Lindholm's camp has, you know, sent their offer and no one's countered it. What, what are you doing? Did you just not work this summer? I wish I didn't work this summer. I wish I was just out at a lake house, ignoring my general manager duties or whatever whatever I had on the docket, I guess. But it is very frustrating. And I feel like the longer, like, 
the longer that the flames hold out from this, the more ridiculous they look. Because I'll, if I don't have a contract, I, you know, I'm going to start testing. Uh, I might test the waters in free agency since you don't want to work with me. Hey, free agency sounds a little nice right now. How about we relocate? But again, <laughs> I am petty and not an NHL athlete that uh, is hoping to get set up for the next eight years of their life. Coming up next, we are going to talk about uh, the Colorado Avalanche and uh, Pavel Francouz not being ready for uh, the start of the season because, well, he hasn't completely recovered and guess who needs to get out a goalie to become cap compliant? Sounds super familiar, right? But before we do that, we are going to take a quick break here and I'm going to talk to you about FanDuel. Football season is here and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So why don't you visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And thank you everyone for hanging out with us, well me, here on Locked On Flames. As always, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening right now. And on YouTube, we always love having a conversation. This is an open dialogue. That's why I love creating content because it's just, to me, it is, I'm just talking to myself in the camera, but when I listen to podcasts, I kind of have a rebuttal going with the host. So anyways, today, just like hundreds of thousands of other hockey fans, got a notification on my phone that said the Avalanche are examining options on the goalie market because their goaltender is uh, not going to be ready to start the season. It appears that, uh, oh, it was adductor surgery. Very, uh, that's the, the hip groin area. That's that's not good. That, that's a lot to recover from. And uh, obviously, I hope uh, Franz Kuz as well. I think that it's um, kind of, you know, he only made 16 starts last season. So, why not throw in a guy that can start at least 25 games? Dan Vladar, you are a Colorado avalanche. This is a fantastic time for the Flames to actually get cap compliant, right? They need to somehow <laughs> figure out how to uh, shed $200,000. And Dan Vladar's cap hit is uh, $2.2 million, which isn't bad. Like, you look at that and you're like, oh, okay. That's a very team-friendly deal, right? I mean, it's a, he's a rental. You could extend him. It, it, there's a million opportunities here, right? And the issue here is the Avs are $6.45 million over the cap space. Over, uh, They're not cap compliant, even with Landeskog on LTIR. I'm going to be real honest. I tried to do armchair GM on cap friendly. 
took me back to trying to do math in sixth grade at the kitchen table. My, my parents getting really fed up with me. You know why? I can't crunch numbers. It sounds all good in my head, but then I try to put it on the paper. Forget it. But <laughs> that's the reason I host the podcast and don't, don't, I don't do numbers. But in all seriousness, this is absolutely something that could be worked out. I think that the Flames would obviously have to retain some salary. There would have to be something involved. It would, you would, the general managers would need to do their jobs and get creative, okay? I would assume that the return would be something like a third and a fourth round pick, maybe, because the the Avs might be desperate and they know that they need a goalie, they might throw in a second round and a third round, but they also know that the Flames have these expiring contracts, so they'll just do three and four because they're, they know the Flames are desperate, and desperate times call for desperate measures, and you kind of need two goalies to start the season, so Dustin Wolf, I'd, I'd start getting ready. I I don't hate this. I really don't. I think that Again, this is something that has needed to happen. Number one, so the team can get cap compliant, right? Like that is, that's the first issue here. Even though it's only $200,000, it is still, you know, you still, you still need to be compliant to start the season. And I hope that this is something that, you know, Craig Conroy called on. He said, listen, Joe Sackick, I got a great backup goaltender last year. It wasn't wasn't his year, but was it anyone's year here in Calgary? He's really looking to bounce back. He knows that he can do it. Look at what he's done with in with his limited time in the NHL, and he could really be of use to your team because again, uh, Grigiev had like a pretty decent year last year. It wasn't like. He needed to rely heavily on uh, his backup. So I think that if Vladar comes in, you know, he's not going to have to be making starts, like basically turning into a starting goaltender here. He's going to, it's going to be okay for him, right? And the Flames, the Flames just need to find a way to get cap compliant. It's really that simple. I don't know. How, what percentage they might retain, because I'm going to be real honest with you, I failed every <laughs> conversion test when it came to percentages, to decimals, to, uh, what's the other one? Anyways, doesn't matter. Ratios, I think. Doesn't matter. I'm not a math person. If you're not a math person, this podcast is for you. And I just, I, I don't see why this wouldn't work out. The goalie market was kind of gobbled up um, what was there during free agency. So it doesn't entirely make it look like there's a lot of options out there. I know that Casey DeSmith's name has floated around. I know that, um, who is it? Jake Allen's name has been floating around. But Dan Vladar, to me, it just that's low risk, high reward right there. Casey DeSmith is just not a good human being. So you will never see me advocate for him. Jake Allen, I think, has kind of gotten the short end of the stick 
his entire NHL career, uh, especially the whole St. Louis thing. And then having to go to Montreal and kind of, again, band-aid on a bullet hole and kind of just attempt to stop some goals and hope, hope your team scores some, some to just kind of save you. But I would certainly be interested in hearing maybe why this doesn't work out. You know, we'll be here in a week that uh, the Flames wanted something else. Are, you know, could the Flames not sweeten the deal enough? Are, was, uh, you know, what was, what was the reason <laughs> the Avs didn't want it? Or why were they pursuing it so heavily? What other avenues were they pursuing? Because to me, that's that's kind of like the fun part of hockey, right? Like you you hear a rumor and you automatically go to the team that you root for or, you know, someone or a player that you do root for. And to me, like instantly going to Vladar just makes sense. And I think my entire timeline agreed, but I also follow a lot of Flames fans. <laughs> so I want to know what avenues people are exploring and how how it ends up playing out because they listen 10 o'clock tomorrow I could have to post a breaking news segment and say Dan Vladar has been traded and this it's a good thing it didn't happen back in April at the or June in the draft uh yeah June for the draft uh because this is the return and this is how blah, blah, blah. like you don't know and I think that Again, the Flames are desperate. And that has been the talk of the summer. They have six pending UFAs. Contracts they need to either get rid of, extend, or there's like a few that you can, really just one that you can just kind of like let them walk. And that's Chris Tanev because he's probably going to retire. But how, how do the Flames, again, we're in a situation where the Flames are more than likely not going to come out on top because they're desperate. And I don't know how many more times I can say it. The Flames just really need to get cap compliant. And this is the perfect opportunity. So coming up next, we are going to talk about some more rumblings, some updates from players, organization, uh, you know, media appearances and how things are going down in the AHL as well for one of the top prospects. But before we do that, we are going to take a very quick break here and I'm going to talk to you about Jace Medicine. At Jace Medicine, you get a a box. It's called the Jace Case and you should be empowered uh, to care for yourself and your loved ones. And the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you you are not just hoping to, that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultations and care. Don't get caught up in the hectic uh, nonstop life cycles, routines, 
be prepared with Jace Case. Save more than $360 by getting these antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional 20% off, or $20 off, excuse me, by using code LOCKDOWN at checkout on jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com promo code locked on. And thank you everyone for spending this, whatever time of day you're listening to this with me here at Lockdown Flames. I am so excited to go back to five episodes a week because I just, I get to, I have all the opinions and I get to share them with you. And it's such a fun time because we're revving up for the season it's a clean slate. It doesn't really look like it's going to turn out that that great, but there's still a lot of time. There's a lot of time ahead of us. Uh, earlier today, it was reported, uh, to, I saw it from Wes Gilbertson, that uh, the Flames defensive prospect Jamie Poirier, uh, who was named to, or named to the AHL all-rookie team last season, won't be participating in the games at the Young Stars Classic because he is recovering from an injury. I didn't see any sort of specification of the injury or any sort of uh, elaboration. (laughs) And I feel like that is just classic hockey media. And it's not their fault. They're only reporting what the team or whoever tells them. So this, this kind of stinks because obviously... You want to see him out there. He had a fantastic season through 69 games. And he had, you know, he was named to the AHL rookie team for a reason. All rookie team for a reason. And uh, he is poised as one of their top defensive prospects. And you know what the Flames haven't been able to develop at home recently? Defensive prospects. Rasmus Anderson doesn't count. I'm looking at... Yusuf Alamaki and Connor Mackey. Do we remember them? Yes, we do. But I I really hope that this is kind of precautionary. Like maybe he has, you know, the injury he's healed from the injury, but it's still like too soon to go out there and play hockey and just to not, you know, to potentially re-injure yourself in a little preseason tournament sort of thing, you know, it's, is it worth it? Probably not. Or I hope that this is just truly the end, like the tail end of things so that he's using these extra days to rest and not have to play catch up as much as uh, he may have. If, you know, the playing in these games prolong the injury or anything like that, I think that this is just the smart decision. And obviously when you're looking at um, prospects, you need like their development obviously hinges on the amount of games they're playing, right? The further they fall behind in, you know, their preseason, not having a preseason because of injury or missing time at the start of the season, because of injury, they're just playing catch up that entire season. And we watched that with uh, Connor Zari and, you know, he, he still turned out. Okay. You know, he's doing all right, but it's something that can truly impact their 
their future and their ceiling and you really would like to maximize this player's potential and get the most out of them, right? Speaking of defense, Nikita Zadorov went on the record and said that uh, the Flames haven't offered him a contract extension, which I find to be so interesting because I figured he would be the first one signed. He really likes it here. I know that he was a Daryl Sutter guy, but, um, you know, things change. But I'm interested, again, to see (laughs) if they negotiate during the season if they trade him do they have different plans than (laughs) than Zadora like what what are they doing I feel like this is a situation where they could just be waiting to see what he does because he truly flourished and uh, made significant progress in his defensive game under Sutter so what's it going to look like under this new coaching staff and are we going to see a significant regression? Are we going to see regression? What What is it going to look like? So it's kind of like the opposite. What's it going to look like that the players have, right? But I, I don't know. I still think he's the first one to get extended. I do. But to wrap up the show, I do want to touch on one thing that Pat Steinberg was talking about on Flames Talk. And he said... The way that the Flames organization treated Backlund when he won the King Clancy in Nashville made an emotional impact on him. And he also mentioned, forget this, I hope you're sitting down, there is still a chance that he extends during training camp, therefore being named captain. I think that that's, um, that's fair. You know, I think that... Obviously, that award is huge to begin with. Backland is very well respected in the Calgary community. And several players have come forward and said, we view him as our captain to begin with. So why not? Why not treat him like that, you know? But what makes me like this, this is one of the first things I thought of. It's say, you know, he starts the season here, right? Somebody else is named captain. Rasmus Anderson, Mackenzie Weger, Jonathan, whoever, right? (laughs) Do this, they're probably, again, they're probably not as petty as this, but could there be a divide? Like, you know, you are labeled the captain by this organization. So I, you know, I'm, I'm going to admire that or they're delegitimizing it because Backlund is the true leader. He's been there for his entire career. He has, you know, kind of the resume to back up why he is the leader. And there's just kind of like a little riff. I I don't know. That is something that I'm completely making up and just thinking of one of the first things I thought of. And I'm so sorry for putting that into anyone's head. So we will leave it at that today. Tomorrow, we will wrap up the week with our winners and losers of the week. If the Flames don't do anything very big and 30-minute episode worthy, because you never know, especially now that players are back in Calgary. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you're getting your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. And you can subscribe to us where 
wherever you're getting your podcasts, which I'm pretty sure I just said. And you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and have a time. It's the end of the day when I'm recording this. And I I was kind of waiting because I was hoping the flames would actually do something, but nothing happened. So thank you, everyone. I will catch you tomorrow and be safe, be smart, stay hydrated. Use critical thinking skills.